Hey everyone, I'm Jordan from New St. Andrews College. I'd like to invite you to join us for one of our upcoming prospective student weekends. We have one on March 2nd and 3rd, and another from April 13th to 16th. To learn more and to register your visit, check us out online at nsa.edu. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And here we are. We are, in <laughs> fact. <laughs> this one's by the skin of our it's, teeth. It's not timely, guys. Yeah. We're making all of the people involved in all of the technical side of this hate our scheduling. <laughs> yeah, because we were going to be doing it on Thursdays to release Tuesdays, but what do you know? It's Tuesday afternoon. So we're if like, you oh, all, were you going to release it today? Yeah. If Should you we make it? hear this on Tuesday, everyone, basically it was live. Basically, you're here with us. You're getting the really up-to-the-minute news. I had something that I thought that I was having a moment this morning while I was cleaning and thinking. I was having a memory, a throwback. Deep time. A throwback to sixth grade. Oh, that is a throwback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it just seemed like exactly the thing that I've been thinking about, and which is Christian discernment. You know, when people are like, <laughs> oh, I can just discern the good things from the bad. Well, and we hope you can. Right, but where they're maybe involved in something foolish or... or uh, really probably not honoring God, but they're like, oh, don't worry. I'm discerning. Yeah. And it just hit me. I've, I was like, I've seen that before. Where have I seen it before? Yeah. Throwback to the most influential <laughs> field trip of my life. Really? In sixth grade. I don't know where you're going with this. Well, let me, let me go there. Oh, and I think <laughs> I know where you're going with this. You do. <laughs> well, we had a teacher was pretty earthy teacher in sixth grade. And actually, I think this was a great field trip, although horrifying. Scarring. Horrifying. Burned into my memory for all time. Okay. We packed up our school bus <laughs> <laughs> and we got carted off to our local sewage treatment plant. <laughs> and it was tough and rugged out there. Like... <laughs> Like, this is a side of life that, praise the Lord, we do not usually need to deal with. It's just unseemly. Oh, my word. You probably think it's a hard time if you have to plunge a toilet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. things are getting pretty third world if you have to plunge a toilet. (laughs) When you go to the sewage treatment plant, you realize that you have never seen... You you never no. Life is real and life is You don't have the capacity... (laughs) to understand how bad it really is out there. <laughs> we, we pull in a bunch of sixth graders and we start the tour and we were like, what? Because I remember there were so many moments of the tour burned into my mind. Yeah. But like one would be a man holding up uh, sampled jars full of sewage in its various states. <laughs> Like, where he's like, you can see in this one. And we're all like, ah! like, like, 
something you never don't no, want but to kids, see. But there were kids sick on the bus. Like people had to <laughs> people had to leave the field trip to go be <laughs> ill on the bus. And and we wow. were nonetheless we soldiered through. Now, Just as a as a parenthetical remark, in a fourth grade field trip. Our teacher got sick and had to go to the bus. Yeah, well, yours was that, that was, was it was, so was even more clinic. even more gruesome. Yeah, than ours. the vet clinic, <laughs> and she thought that would be great, but we walked through there and they were dissecting a horse, I believe, and there were legs in a garbage can, <laughs> and, our, and our teacher got sick and had to go out. And it's like, why did I do this? Why did I bring the children here? Okay, now the children are loose in the vet clinic. <laughs> well, the thing that happened to us so. So the way it works at a sewage treatment plant is the sewage moves from pool to pool, becoming ever more. I like that you're going to try and. It becomes ever you're more pull refined. An edifying metaphor out of this. For yeah, us. well, there is one. Yeah, I know. Brace I, yourself. I think I even know what it it's is. It's coming. Anyway, go ahead. So it moves from pool to pool until at the end we see truckloads of what is essentially dirt headed back out to the fields and then water going like it goes through yeah. many stages to just go mm-hmm. back to the earth mm-hmm. from whence it came but, you but are. the part <laughs> yeah, exactly. but the part that will take your breath away that did in fact take all of our breath away was <laughs> at the opening gates of the sewage treatment plant so I just remember us all filing into this. Like it almost seemed like a, like a, like a scenic overlook <laughs> in my mind's eye. Mm-hmm. But it was what could be better than. But that? it was the incoming sewage from a whole town. Yeah. Oh. Like as it comes out of all the pipes that have flushed all over our town at the same time. Oh. It is a river flowing <laughs> in. It is horrifying. Like truly nothing <laughs> prepares you for this. <laughs> and there is, and I need you for the sake of this metaphor to be with me on how dark and devious this yeah. is. Because you have to realize that I mean it's it's all it's every shower drain yeah. it's every it's it's really hideous and yeah. there's large drapings of toilet paper coming through <laughs> so what you see is you don't miss out on what you're seeing you no. know what it is you you know what it is with like with like horrible like because mm-hmm. it's showers it's like foam mm-hmm. like soaps mm-hmm. and oh my I don't even goodness. want to think about it okay but where the where the waterfall comes in there is some kind of a appalling belt that it is like it all begins to be like sorted like there okay. well there's some man at the helm who works <laughs> at this this area and he points out to us and this is see it's a long story but he points out to us there's like a windowsill over this area but we're real close to the action, so it's not... You don't feel good about it. And But in the window is a whole bunch of little stuff. Trinkets? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, like, a little troll doll. Oh, no. And little junkus. Just yeah. stuff. <laughs> stuff, though. This is the thing. That the workers had snatched from the incoming sewage. <laughs> like a troll doll. Yeah. That you had to... Like, they, it's not their job to grab no, that out of there. They just found it. They just did it, like, because they're that hard of heart. 
there, <laughs> so there was like jewelry, yeah, or sure. jewelry, or I feel like somebody we know. If there was lost a diamond their, ring, yeah, no, they lost their diamond ring and they called, and I think they found it. Oh my, yeah. See, this is the thing is that is that um, that was that was the part that was intriguing was that they I could see if you saw a diamond ring going by. Maybe trying to grab a net with which to try to snatch it. I'll tell you why I wouldn't. Because I wouldn't be looking to see the diamond (laughs) ring go by. What you're saying is you wouldn't have a job at the sewage treatment plant. Because, because. I know. Think of it. Well, but my point is, much of the things that they had gotten out of there was like, like a five dollar bill or something that you're thinking. You're like, no way was the that payoff <laughs> cannot cannot have compensated you for the darkness that you had to go through for this. And they're like, oh yeah, like among the hardened criminals, they're not criminals. They're actually doing the no, Lord's work. They are for doing all great service. I, I used that in the great wrong in the wrong service. way. I meant they are so hardened to the appalling nature of it that yeah. it's among them. Nothing but a joke to have snatched a troll doll yeah. from it. But to us, I mean, we're getting sick and going back to the bus. <laughs> uh, all this has a point, which is that the Christian discernment where you're like, you're in foolishness so deep. Yeah. But you think that that whatever Basically, occasional goody to... Like, there, there are so many applications of this, but like the kind of person who is up to their eyeballs in watching completely inexcusable filth, but we found a redemptive theme. Right. Like, but there one was thing a death I noticed, and resurrection and the, and the metaphor. One I, the one that I, yes, like, you're like, no, mm. that right there is like a it's, quarter in the flood of incoming sewage. <laughs> like, the fact that you located that does not impress us. No. It just no. confuses us as to why you thought that was worth it. <laughs> or when people say, I just... Like, the the worst one from entertainment standards, I think, is when people say things like, um, it's just really interesting to watch, like, the power of sin yeah. to, like, you're mess like, people really? up. And you're like, did you have to go to the fiction to because find that out? Basically, you could have just examined your own Tuesday morning. Right. And- like, take a little look-see <laughs> at something a little more your business <laughs> than some imaginary sin and the, like... What is yeah, going on? No, like, how, no. why is that something you've got to no, study? But there's so many ways in which Christians, yeah, they they triumphantly hold up the troll doll or the, you know, right. Happy Meal toy. But I would say another example, like, so we talked about watching, like, one would be entertainment standards. For or, sure. Or whatever world you decided to immerse yourself in. Like, yeah. you might be attracted to something and you're like, you know, I really, really love this topic so much that I'm okay putting up with a little bit of Wiccan overtones. You're like, what? Why is Mm. that? Or say even your own problem, like your own sin that you indulged in in an appalling way, like say your anger. And then you come out of it with a little bit like, well, I'm glad we had this talk. I learned more about Um, myself. Well, no, it's like, I'm really glad we had this talk because I needed to say some things I was feeling. And you're like that was not no. what you did. No. Like what just happened there. So that's that's a long story to get y'all hooked up with what I was thinking about Christian yeah. discernment. But the reality is the people who were there were making the best of a difficult job. But going there as a fortune diver. finder. As a free diver. Right. <laughs> exactly. Is a whole <laughs> other thing. Like I don't think anyone actually at the sewage treatment plant was in sin 
for what they were doing. But Christians no. who actually go to places like that to see what they can rummage up. No. It's like something no. is broke here. Like yeah. something is not right. Oh, I'm it shows you. an unhealthy attraction to something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or just the things that people put up with. Um, and it's for surprisingly little payoff. And and oh, uh, yes, and in the entertainment standards, I think question. entertainment is the worst one because what will you put up with for the catchy beat? Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, but you know, it's kind of cute. Feels yeah. like a summer day, and you're like, yeah. but what are you no. singing? And. This brings up, we were, I was just talking with one of my classes about this. At what point do you decide this isn't worth it? Right? Like, at what point? Because you can't say. Or almost You don't want to get the, yeah. super simplistic and say, if it is a music by a pagan, it's automatically evil. Or if it mm-hmm. has a beat, it's automatically evil. Because that's just simple-minded. Um, but I was giving them the example that. One time, years ago, I heard a song somewhere. It was while we were in England. I don't even know if the song made it over here. And to be honest, I don't remember what the song was now because I've blocked it. I've mentally blocked it. I heard this song and I was like, oh, I like it. That's kind of a fun song. And Did you use I, the Google? Well, so what I did was I was like, oh, that was fun. And I kept hearing it around and it was just kind of like, it was upbeat and it was fun. Yeah. And it was kind of funky because it had a sort of Bee Gees-like flair to it, but it wasn't... It was just interesting, you know, and yeah. I was like, oh, it's kind of fun. So I looked it up, and I read the lyrics, because that's what we did that's what growing you do. up. You Take know, a little look-see sure at what you're yeah, singing. Make sure you're not accidentally, you know, singing along with horrible atrocities. So I, I read the lyrics, and they didn't make a lot of sense, and it was like, you know, it's fine. You know, there was nothing. Yeah. There was nothing troublesome about it. And I liked the sound. So I had it on my playlist, and I'd listen to it while I was, you know, cooking yeah. or whatever. And one day, I think it just occurred to me, like, I wonder if they have any other good songs. And so I I looked up the band, which I had I'd just gotten mm-hmm. the one song. So I looked up the band. By the end of that interesting session, I had deleted the song from, <laughs> from my playlist. It was just like, nope, no. Nope. Never to be heard again. Because, and I'll tell you why, on the, when I was reading about it. And the you thing find is, out that the filthy doers yeah, are who made it. The song was still fun. And actually, if I'd never found out about the band, I would have been fine. You could have pressed on I without it being tainted. However, the the origin story of this band was whatever they were. Oh, and also I discovered that the name of the band was also like a some kind of homosexual reference that I didn't get. <laughs> so that's the name of the band. So we're starting with a real great place. But then they, they came together, this band, uh, at a Halloween party. Where one of them was dressed as a botched back alley abortion. Yeah. And, you're and like, the other one was dressed as something else terrible. And I was like, well, no more with you. Like, like I, actually, <laughs> actually, you don't even sing no, good, upbeat, peppy no, tunes. I, was I like, hate them. I can't go with you. I cannot go with you. I don't care if that song was no. was kind of fun in the moment. Well, no, it's like, I you don't make. And, it, and it's that simultaneous thing that is like, you have absolutely no guilt for having listened to the no. song, but going forward, but having, you couldn't yeah. be reconciled to no. them. You're like, I have no desire for no, this. No, why like, would I? Why would I invite you into my kitchen every evening no. while I'm cooking dinner? Sing along to me, you, you of the horrors. filthy background. <laughs> Just like horrifying, and and the thing that and got celebrating me about that, it in it's a not disgusting even, yeah, way, celebrating yeah. it, reveling in it, like self-identifying with it. I was like, oh well, turns out I can't be friends with you. Like that clears that up, cleared it up. 
And, and I think that that happens pretty often, but where you suddenly you realize, oh, that's so far over the line. Actually, I can't go I with did you a, I did that in, um, however old, well, however old I was. It was probably either like a senior in high school or freshman in college. So it was a while ago. And it was before Abercrombie and Fitch was at all popular. Mm. Well, it was just, just enjoying its renaissance. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I was, we were, I was traveling with my parents and at some point we were at a mall where there was an Abercrombie and Fitch, but it was like one of the earlier ones in the country. Sure. And it was beautiful. Like the store was beautiful. It had the wood floors and they had at that time, the huge black and white pictures were like sailboats. It was like, Mm -hmm. it had that like adventure feeling. It was still kind of preppy. It was stunning and beautiful and kind of preppy. And I had never heard of them, so the fact that their name was on something didn't yeah. bother me because it yeah. was not like whatever. So I bought some I bought some things there that I really liked. Like I have yeah. like a sweater that had a small A and F on it and I think mm-hmm. a uh maybe a hat. I had there were a couple things that, that I got there that I liked. Mm-hmm. And then I guess when I, when I bought it, I got signed up on their mailing list. Okay. So that was like right when I'm sure if you paid attention to the history of Abercrombie, these were really all my plot points. Probably someone else came to the helm of their marketing yeah, team or something. Yeah, probably. But I, they mailed me up their catalog, which they were ma- they made waves with their with their homoerotic yeah. college scene yeah. catalogs. And it, it had nothing to do with the store that I had been in. Like, it mm-hmm. didn't... It was different. And I get their catalog. Of course, my first thought is, oh, cool, this is that store. Mm-hmm. And I open it up <laughs> to page one. <laughs> it might have been the back. It was somewhere in summary of what this was about. And I was like, this is not a catalog. This is a lifestyle magazine. <laughs> like, like it was basically like, let us shape your worldview. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other pithy Step remark. Step over here so the that other, we can yeah. push you into our let, mold. Let me be in charge of you. <laughs> All of it. And then the next remark that leapt out at me was, let's face it, we're all just looking for someone to sleep with over spring break. (laughs) And then then it was a bunch of these, like, guys with their swim trunks pulled down way too low, standing all together awkwardly on the beach. And I was like, oh, dear. Like... (laughs) You're like, well, I that's think, where you've lost I think, a customer. I think my summary was, oh, hell no. Like, <laughs> threw it away. And I was sad because I liked my sweater and I liked my hat and I got rid of both of them. <laughs> because I was like, well, if you're yeah. going to send out publications saying that yeah. this is what your name means, uh-huh. why would I have your name upon no. my sweater? No. And it's totally different from, like, let's say that I found out that a band I listened to that actually had just totally innocuous songs they were um amongst themselves pro-choice you know that's such a different thing oh so different here i am like flaunting and reveling in this despicable sin and that's what you're talking about it's like so what if you bought you know your shirt at walmart and it turns out the ceo like was there are, having an affair. Like, there are, other, that's very there are different. other brands that I know are just as pagan. Just as but corrupt. They have, what they have not done is make their brand 
about being on the other team. Right. Like, so then when you wear that, you're like wearing <clears throat> the jersey of the I was people. like, I wasn't trying yeah. to make, to draw team lines, but you did. Yeah. <laughs> and how, now that you've drawn it, I have to step to the other side. I'm, I'm going to need to take off this here sweater and get out, <laughs> get out of this team. Yeah. And we've had that before where, you know, like you're watching along in some show, mm-hmm. some TV show. Yep. And it's like, oh, it's kind of a fun show. And then out of nowhere, they make one of the main characters like irreparably know that the the trick is when they make the hero or the heroine something that you know they will not resolve no like an irreparable yeah. flaw in the character and you're like well i guess i'm not gonna follow you and any you're like further. well that'll do yeah. we're done here now yeah. like not and interested. it's just and and it's not like there's a hard and fast line exactly on at what point must you turn around and distance yourself. But I think that but we also, all kind of instinctively would know. Some, okay, this is this is a good example. This is one Ben was using yesterday. Um, we were talking about um, people getting involved in like new agey things. But dismissing it as like oh well I don't get into the new age part you know I just use the part that's helpful yeah but sometimes that seems like um innocent or or something but Ben was like well if you just removed the new age and you put in like horrible misogyny for mm-hmm. instance or racism would be good racism like instead of the sin of new age instead of the it was sin the of sin lying of... instead of the sin of lying about the character of god <laughs> let's say we were lying about the status yeah. of our fellow man then, then suddenly your lying would ratchet up a lot like all of a sudden christians yeah. would be like, like this yeah. is from hell and i cannot participate right? in and, this and you're like but because why you're more sensitive about that than you are about lies sure. about god and, and his so nature sometimes and it's, what it is worth saying actually if i was to, like okay i acknowledge it's a sin yeah okay it's a sin it's like we'll just remove it for a second and for the sake of argument plug in another sin and just see what it feels like. You know, like, would just you check. back away from... It? So, like, the Abercrombie and Fitch thing. There's plenty of... There are plenty of Christians who would be like, oh, that is so uptight of you. There is nothing wrong with it. But what if they turned out a KKK catalog? And right, like, like, what if they're like, let's face let's it. Face we it, all just want to just... hate black people this weekend. <laughs> well, you, well, you would be like, well, let's all be clear that I have nothing to do with this yeah. company. And you'd be like, like get let me... me away from Satan. <laughs> let me quickly take off my sweatshirt and throw it in the garbage and hope that no one remembers having ever seen me in it like but like that's the point that we're that you're making i think is that it's not that we don't all do this it's that we're sloppy on particular things that are currently in vogue yes and if it was not in vogue in our culture we would be horrified by Uh it and that that is something that you say okay so you're being shaped by your culture a lot more than than you ought to be because if it's if your primary thought is not the word of God clearly forbids this kind of behavior. Yeah. If your primary thought of this isn't cool, if that's what you're thinking is mostly, this is not a cool sin. So I best get away from it. But I also, we should be clear that it is true that some sins are so horrifying that everyone would be immediately needing to back away from it. Whereas let's say that the, let's say the catalog had come out and it was just kind of advocating some low level grumpiness. It's like, well, <laughs> that Don't you would hate it when your mom tells you to do jobs. On like the weekend? that actually would be different. Like there are, very different. there are varying degrees of, of 
like what kinds of sin are soul destroying sins and you just really shouldn't be standing anywhere near I mean, obviously all sins are yes. soul destroying, but you know what I'm saying? Like, no, but there's a, there's a substantial difference between getting involved in heavy lies, darkness and, and not, you know, like singing a dumb pop song. There's right. a, there's a difference. Like right. you're not saying that any sin is good sin, but just saying that no. some sin is way more, um, right. What's the word I'm looking for? Less powerful or less, um, I guess it's kind of like any sin is taking a turn off of the highway you're supposed to be on. Yeah. But some is like little pullovers or a little whirly gig and then you're back on. And some is like you got on a freeway with no turnarounds yeah. and you're in a horrible yeah. way. And I do think that like, um, Christians can be very, um, dismissive of pretty big scale sins and they're no, like, well, it doesn't affect me. And those, it, that's always a... I think that that's a, a key right there. If you ever find yourself dismissing it with, well, that doesn't bother me. I've heard people say this well, about, well, thing about nudity in movies. It doesn't, doesn't bother me. me. And it you're like... One of the things I notice is sex scenes don't bother me. Right. It's like, is like, that why you shouldn't be watching it? Yeah, though? or is it because they bother God? And because you, you notice that he get, that he always says to not do things that if it's going to bother you. <laughs> But it's like, does God hate it? And if God hates it, why are you, why are you identifying yourself with it? You know? Yeah. Why are you, why are you willing to be? Oops. Got a phone call. Yeah. So something cut. Rachel got cut off in the midst of a thought. I was sure it was going to be great too. My thought was just going to cut to the heart of the issue and wrap it it all up. It was almost the perfect solution. But now go ahead. I think I was just going to say, trying to bring it into sins that are really normal. I think that that's like the ability to overlook, like say you follow a blog of someone who is, you like some small part of their style. So you're like, I love her for, I love her for the way her living room looks. Yeah. No, and I love this, but I've also started to slowly listen to her and learn from her about things where she doesn't know God. She's not, you know, like, and this is how you end up with Christian women suddenly being totally on the same page with totally liberal God haters about something that you're like, you know, the Bible is very clear on this. Like there's no excuse for a Christian to end up totally in the wrong camp on something like this but the way it happens is in really little loyalties little little like Mm -hmm. but I love the way she dresses so when she said that this is how she handles her son but the photos are so beautiful that I am I assume that her idea that motherhood is about allowing your son to have a temper tantrum is probably solid (laughs) It's like, because have you seen her shoes? Because, yeah. Because there's stylish. mm, Stylish. She's everything I want to be. Like, Mm. and, and it's like, that sounds dumb when you put it that way, except for it actually happens to people. It happens to people all the time. It is a process that is, is churning through people. The, the, like the adulteress in Proverbs, the reason that many men are in, you know, her road leads straight to hell and many are fallen there or whatever. Yeah. It's, well, it's because it's attractive at the front end. You know, that's exactly how we get led into awful places is by allowing ourselves to be steered by that kind of thing. Like, and it is, it's Peter, isn't it? It's about the, the devil's like a, a prowling lion, right? Like seeking whom he may devour. Yes. It's like you don't, that, that whole idea of Christians saying, Oh, well that kind of thing doesn't bother me. Right. Is like, 
why? But mostly, what, yeah, what like, are you cool about with ravenous lions <laughs> prowling around like, you? Do you think it should, though? I know. Maybe Might want to reconsider. You. Usually when they say it doesn't bother them, they're saying it because they want to feel not as uptight as other yes. Christians. Yes. But the reality is that uh, they want to feel like they're way cooler. But the other problem is, let's let's face it, legalistic Christians have given discernment a bad name. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Because Although, I find... I, it probably depends on your background because I don't feel like I have spent... I have not spent time feeling oppressed by legalism in my life. Right. Like, I have been yeah, well, free from that. My rhetoric class, we were just now, right before I came uh-huh. here, we were reading together an article written by a Christian who needs to go to a logic camp somewhere. Mm, an intensive like, logic camp. Yeah, um, It's an article called 10 Scriptural Reasons Why the Rock Beat in music is always wicked. Mm. And each reason is like... Good luck with that, Sporty. Reason number one, (laughs) because it gives place to the devil. Well, reason number two, because it causes you to rebel against your parents and the fifth commandment. Or, you know, it's basically like, this is not careful thinking. Mm. It is really obnoxious. It is not in any way a scriptural argument. And, it's, and if it was, it's failing on all the winsomeness the whole, yeah, categories. The whole thing is one tautology after another. And it's like 95 miles long, this article. No. It's so, a, but it's just kind of like, yeah. this is, it's just sloppy thinking, hasty conclusions. Hot messery. Indefensible conclusions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all argued from really shoddy places. So... Anyhow, I'm just saying that that kind of Christianity is, it is true. You want to stay out of that ditch. Like you don't want to find yourself saying that Amber Crombie and Fitch makes baseball hats. Therefore, baseball hats are of the devil. Well, and and it should be clear that I believe that the fact that I was unwilling well, like, I never walked into an Abercrombie after that. <laughs> I think when they got one in Spokane and they had the big, you know, pictures of it was always shirtless yeah. men. And, you know, when they got into that, I never even went in there. But I also would never have said it's inappropriate for anyone to have ever gone in there. Right. My Like, I know that that was a line of conscience for me. Not that you would ever say a Christian may not purchase yeah, from no. Abercrombie. No. But at the same time, there is such a thing as saying where are your loyalties? And like, maybe yeah. tune in and pay attention. Yeah. You know, and like, the other thing is, okay. And so I would we say have... that it's the same of like death, death loving like skater shops yeah. and stuff. It's like, look around you. Yeah. Where are you standing what right you now, doing? sport? What, yeah, what's going yeah. on here? But, <laughs> but here's the other thing though. We frequently... Well, like here on the podcast, we've talked about both of us read the life-changing magic of tidying up. And I'll be honest, I like her method of putting clothes in a drawer. I think it's it's a good system, and I came away with something solid there. Like However, it. it's a little victory of common you would grace. Never ever <laughs> either of us would never, you know, publicly say anywhere, guys. I read this incredible book. You should totally read it. It's amazing. With no qualifiers. No. Because we would, you're like... Because you'd immediately be like... The fact that she's a seriously whacked out yeah. Shinto shrine maiden you're like, is relevant. And you'd say like, 
Ignore the pantheist bits because that's embarrassing. But I'll I like the way she folds socks. Yes, and we've got to give it to her that and and you might also want to say it was weird the way she tells you to thank your purse for its yeah. day of service. Yeah, and so so the point is is that like I think oftentimes like people might in their own head be like okay whatever that was stupid but then they just blanket promote something. I will tell you I dad. This is something pounded into us by our father early on. Yes. Because I remember dad saying, you do not say it is a good movie if it is not like, you know, like yeah. you don't just say that was good. And he said, he was like, you can say it was a, he said, don't say, I think somehow he, I remember him saying, don't say it was a good movie with a couple bad parts. You can say right. it's so a bad movie with a good part. Like if we fast forwarded three things, he would say, don't just go recommending it to people because you have to qualify. Right. My friend's mom, who was a fellow uh, pastor's mom. When a I pastor's was, mom? Sorry. My, wow. <laughs> my friend's, wow. <laughs> my friend's mother, who was, was a married to wife. a pastor, yeah. said to me... Did you see Home Alone, Rachel? (laughs) And I said, it was a really bad movie with some good parts. (laughs) Trying to apply what I had learned. Yeah, better safe than sorry. And it's perfectly true that Home Alone sports some dirty deeds, right? There's a couple places. And so you just, you you always want to issue the qualifier. Like yeah, because because this Christians book, like I learned not, some good stuff in this book, but I should qualify it. But. And and I'm gonna go ahead and say that that is the difference, though. I believe that there, are, like I think the things that we got out of the life changing magic was more like finding something in a mud puddle, where you're like, oh, yeah. it's kind of a mess. It was not the raw sewage no. situation, no. in the sense that you're reading it, you're not being, you're not being. Um, well, but here's the thing. You could be, I guess, because... If, if somebody, like, hopelessly throwing themselves after minimalism... Yes. If they actually bought into her worldview and actually started doing the things right, like that if she they, suggested, I would I would be like, hey... We would need to have an intervention. Let's talk for a second about whether you're a Christian and what that means about praying to your possessions. Your stuff. You can't because say that to you your can't, stuff. You can't do that. That's, That's a little bit of a no-no. <laughs> and so the thing is, is like it was silly enough that you kind of assume <laughs> that people are okay. Do you remember when many years ago there was a young guy here in Moscow and mom saw him in the paper that he had um, accidentally killed a guy in a drug deal gone wrong. There was some kind of a fight. Yeah. And, and he was at our local jail. Yeah. And mom just really felt like someone need to go talk to this kid and sent grandpa. She told grandpa that there was someone at the jail. Grandpa just hustled on down and converted the mom up. So he saved the jail. Just full of the joy of the Lord. Oh yeah. Just really write us letters. Game changed. And when he got out of jail he do you remember this the Christmas letter? He sent a just a real full of the joy of the Lord Christmas letter about living with his girlfriend that they were gonna Praise the Lord we've Praise the Lord. We've moved in together now so things Uh are much easier for us than when (laughs) I was in jail and uh just praising it up that sometime we might get married. 
And and then it, I love that that was like Grandpa had to call him. Had to be like, Because hey. I got, hey, we forgot to cover this. Yes. <laughs> there's, there's a couple things. P.S. One of the things about being a Christian. <laughs> and he was shocked. And he was like, what? Really? You don't say. Oh. What? I never knew this. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, let's get married. Like, yeah. it was like, okay, let's get this all right. It was very lovable. Yeah. It was a very, like, <laughs> a, like, it was like, well, at least. Yeah. That but got see, handled. But but you hope that Christians, especially those who are priding themselves on their discernment, that you are don't not have that to be like that. Right? Like, tap, tap, tap. Uh, Pantheism is not what we believe. One other thing we don't think is that we ourselves are gods. <laughs> we're going to... I'm going to need to say negatory on that. Like, like, you might want to refresh yourself <laughs> on some of the basic you doctrines of our faith. You might be some things. <laughs> I've had... We had a... Um, my, we've recently have made some friends who are not Trinitarian. We've been talking a lot with some, and anyways, the thing that I have told my husband is so healthy about it is that we feel like we are in, this is a very sinister pizza <laughs> delivery car. It has like a, <laughs> the it's trunk. Really, it's really sinister. It's, it's like the, corded together. The, the hood of the trunk is a different color than the rest of the car and it's bungee corded on. <laughs> With like the there's little, something bad in the back of that pizza delivery TP tack on, the on top. yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> um, the one of the things that I t- I told my husband when you said we might need to go back and refresh on some things oh, man, yeah. is I was like, man, because this brought it up in our mind differently. Mm-hmm. We've been Trinitarian both of us our entire lives. Like we've never yeah. known a god that we didn't believe was the Triune God. Like yeah. we have no. So we really have to like spend some time thinking about yeah. it to like process and it. And you both have studied it because we both, both of studied you went it, to NSA. But we both studied it at multiple different times yes. in our life. Like yeah. as a child and then yeah. later and then when we had yeah. theology and then but you still feel like man we gotta go get something out of the attic and dust yeah. up on this because yeah. who knows. Actually I've been surprised by how much you already did know but because sure yeah. you might not remember the name of the heresy but you know it was one <laughs> you know you're like ah, that that's not the one to do I need to hit my buzzer button for that <laughs> comment <laughs> that one's not it but the thing that it mostly made me realize was my um I told Luke it's like we live in a house with huge big beautiful windows but for some reason we have not been noticing them mm-hmm. and like for some reason we've been doing something else and then you found yourself at someone's house that has no windows <laughs> and you're like so, why don't you have any windows in here? <laughs> I said, but I feel like what it did is make us go back to our house and we walk around admiring the view all yeah. day long. Like, you're like, oh, look out this window. It's stunning. Yeah. Like, Well, not and, to mention just when you have to defend something or you're trying to teach a subject, it makes you learn it in a way that you never learned it when you were a student. When you're just listening, you're like, yeah, yeah that makes sense or whatever. Yeah. Well, or you just notice different things that you have to resolve. Like, wait, what do we think about that? Or how did this? Yeah. And, the, and the thing that I've, that has been, the reason I said that is you said, if you run into something and you're honestly not recognizing things like pantheism. Yeah. Like you're honestly not recognizing pretty major deals that ought to be handled. Or you see it, but you don't think it's a deal. Yes. You're just kind of like, oh, well. You're like, well, that's neither here nor there. If that is the case, that you're just pretty chill about things that are that are big ticket items, yeah. maybe you need to go back and actually study, why do we believe 
mm-hmm. this way about this. You know, like, and not studying why is it not a big deal that people go this right. way. But study why does your, why does the Christian faith focus on these things? Like, why is right. this important? Uh, because it's a really profitable thing to do. It's like walking it around is. looking out your own windows and admiring the view and being yeah. like, oh my word. There's a lot of loveliness. Yeah. You know, like we've been given so much that we're taking for granted as we go out muddling yeah. through. And it, of course it's possible to appreciate bits of, you know, like the pagans don't get every single thing wrong. It would be impossible to get right. every single thing wrong. No, but like that's what dad always says. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, but also they are living in the world God made, which means that it's impossible for them to be, you well, know, like... Their function. They are a creature that God made. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So it is possible to plunder the Egyptians, right? But that's one of those. But I think it's a difference. Christians say that all the time, like, "Well, we are allowed to plunder the Egyptians," and it's like, right? But that's different than staying in Egypt. It is so different, and And it's not. It's different than trying to be an Egyptian. And actually, and one of my students pointed out when we were talking about this today, plundering the Egyptians. He goes, "But it's actually true too that." That plunder was what they used to make the golden calf out of. <laughs> I was like, that's an interesting point. When you come but, right down And it was to when it. they started wanting to be back in Egypt. Like, yeah, it's, they're like... It didn't take too much time to right. wish that they were back there and try to recreate a little bit but of I it. But I think that thing about even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. It's like, yeah, but it, which is true, but we don't try to enroll in nut finding school from that that squirrel like yeah. you know you just you also appreciate the thing that they found but you don't go there's no like so now he's an authority in our lives right. right I feel like we're keeping this very sort of in the abstract though we're keeping this all in the world of, down to the... in the world of hypothetical unnamed situations well it has it has come to our our attention in various ways and times recently that new age things have become commonplace in the church in yeah, in much. like non wave making kinds of ways like that yeah. that and sometimes when you're not looking at that straight on you or like if you're not naturally interested in it you haven't been pursuing it so you don't know what people are accepting you know, like what they're... It's just always good. Like, it's always good to just kick the tires of these things. Like, like mm-hmm. when you find out about some hot new trend or some new book everybody's excited about or some new movement or some whatever, mm-hmm. just do a little fact-finding mission and think like, what is this thing identified with? What is the worldview right. behind it? Is this Is this obedient? Is this you know, fully corrupt? Is it, yeah, it's fully corrupt, but there's one or two good takeaways from it. Or, you know, like it's just, Mm -hmm. just check. Don't just gallop down the road with everyone else. I think what you're saying is don't become a mini troll doll collector until you find (laughs) out what the incoming stream is. (laughs) Want to join us in this game of looking for troll dolls? (laughs) They're like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I'll be really good at this. But then you're like, well, that's what dad always, his example was always diving for pearls in a cesspool. I mean, it's it's, like, and I know my heart, my heart, my heart connects with that metaphor. (laughs) 
his other metaphor though is always if, like how many slugs have to be in the salad before you decide the salad's right. not worth eating yeah like at what point you're just like oops there's another one let's just scoot that on the side of the I plate know, I most mean, like, of the time you're and not the like the thing is this is the part that's weird is that slugs in a salad is not sinful no like if you wanted to keep eating a salad that had slugs in it I would just think Wow. Gross. Gross. Wow. But at the same time, there's no sin involved in yeah. eating a lettuce that was near a slug. Yeah. But what we're talking about, typically, it's actually <laughs> sin issues. So, you know, maybe we should care more about that than slugs in a salad. Oh, I know. But I think this is true of all kinds of things. It's true in entertainment, and it's very, very true in fashion. Oh I my! Mean, oh, that was the so... great controversial thing I meant to say on the podcast. Oh well, please but say should a... we controversy on this. One? <laughs> the thing should I, I we just... try and keep it mainstream here or what? What? How? How controversial are you feeling? No, right? I was just gonna say something occurred to me recently. Modesty is everyone's least favorite thing to talk about with other women because. Well, yeah. Because it's just because we've talked about it before. Behavior about we've talked about it before, but. One of on the, all sides of the topic. Yeah, it's just a big dumb festival. But it one angle that struck me recently was that immodesty is often, and I'm this is just a often. This is broad brushing it. I and I know that I am an impressionist painting, but it is often the case that it is just one of the early signs of someone who has not learned to submit as a woman is not submitting either to the word of God. Or to her parents' authority. They're like, we don't want you wearing jeans that are quite that tight. It's like, ah, I will. Mom. I will wear them this tight. They're awesome. <laughs> Here I go. I can do no other. Um, <laughs> you, like, it's a sign. It's not, like, the immodesty is a problem because the Bible does say, um, you know, to not be immodest, but because so much of that is down to interpretation that a lot of the time it is refusing to accept the authority that is over you, which is really a problem with submission, not a problem yeah. with yeah, it's w- just like stiff necked. Yes. It it's is. just being that yeah. way. And it just struck me that <laughs> it is one of the early signs that you see of someone who will be difficult in marriage, who will be a stiff necked wife Yes, and in other topics. Well, yeah, and because but, but I think it's won't... like in a young girl, modesty is one of the places. It's like one of the few handholds she has on that rebellion. Yeah, and because of that, if it's exhibiting there, and it isn't, I know we know this is broad brush because there's a lot of circumstances where someone is immodest genuinely because they don't know, or their mom doesn't care, yeah. or they're you know yeah. there's a lot of other reasons. But I think, okay, so... But assuming Christian community. If you assume a Christian community, assume a teenage girl who's pushing the limits. Yes. And who who is always pushing the limits. Now, picture her. She's not going to say to her mom, if her mom says, hey, I think that skirt's too short. She's not going to say, like, I love immodesty, mom. She's going to say, no, it isn't. It's not too short. You're just uptight. You just don't know. You're the worst. This is the fashion today. You're so selfish. You don't ever want me to look cute. You're just old fashioned. All of those things, like they're all excuses. And then you take that same exact trait and you swap it out for something that's not immodesty. And you have a very difficult wife on your hands. Yes. Somebody who won't change their behavior and who will talk back and who will argue and and who who will will come up with lots of excuses. But it's more like they are their only authority. 
Yeah. And as their only authority, nobody ever has a case with them about anything. Like, right. it doesn't matter how clearly biblical it is. It's yeah. not their authority that you're appealing to. Yeah. So it is not going to work. And really, the only admonition in this is that if that's you as a young girl, as a college girl, or as a teen who's in a constant battling place about that, like, mm-hmm. where if someone was to say someone who has a right to say it and who is not just being malicious to you that this is not an appropriate swimsuit right or this is not an appropriate dress or whatever that would send you like over the rails and like boycotting them for a long time and being horrific you need to think about the fact that your problem may not be have anything to do with them or anything to do with even the modesty modesty. but it has to do with the fact that you're an insubmissive and rebellious person and it's not like like, you have to be submissive to some random church lady but are you open to correction but is it a submissive spirit that you have going where you where you can honestly say I'm learning now the tools that I will need. But is it are you the kind life? of person who really wants to be pursuing Christ and getting more godly? Because the thing is people have ridiculous opinions all the time. And if somebody was to say, I think that you're immodest, it's just Christian charity to say, thank you for your concern. I will pray about it. I'll think about yes. what you said. Now you don't have to agree with them because there's no scriptural principle that says you always have to agree with everyone who no, expresses totally. an opinion. But if you're the kind of person who just locks their knees and gets mad that the subject was brought up. Like how dare she? How dare she say Who that? would think that? Now that you don't have to end up agreeing with her, but you can at least just say... Thanks for bringing your concern. I will definitely think about it. I will talk to my parents exactly. and see what and they think. Hold it with an open hand, like actually being willing to be wrong sometimes. Like yeah. it's a thing. So that was off topic, but I think it is. It is still something that is worth. It is worth considering to like yeah. think. Not it's not about how tight t-shirts are. It's about sometimes how, it is. But yes, but beyond that, it could also be about how yeah. hard or soft is the heart. Yeah. Like exactly. what exactly is happening right. here. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, I think we ran out of time, didn't we? Did we? Do we need to recommend something really fast? Hot tips. Mm. Like tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Do you have anything happening there? We're going out to a fun dinner with Luke's parents, and mm, that's and, fun. Uh, yeah. Um, Valentine's Day What do you do for your kids for Valentine's Day? Something little. I put something on their breakfast table. I do like usually something fun or sometimes at dinner. One time for Luke for Valentine's Day, I made chocolate cookies. It was the kind of day where you didn't make a plan. Yeah. I made chocolate, double chocolate cookies. And he had told me one time that was the best cookie dough when I made them, I just didn't scrape the bowl out very well, and I cut out a big pink heart and wrote, no, put it in the bowl of this cookie dough mess. <laughs> it was just super the thoughtful. Here. It was super thoughtful Dive of me. That. We're not. We don't do a crazy amount of anything for Valentine's Day because no, I don't. Because don't yeah. So no, it's not a thing. So what really was that? A tip? Has. That was not that a tip. A tip. I was just trying to feed you something that might give you an idea. I know, but I do nothing good there. I have a tip. Okay. I'm doing a dinner party on Friday. Um, that is kind of kind of Valentine'sy, but it's not really. It's it's uh 
for the junior class at NSA. So we're doing a, never mind, that's a long story. But the point is, is that there is a dessert that I'm going to recommend that I am making for it. And it is called St. Clement's Posset. And how could I not make it with a name like that? Because, wow. But Are it's you named, share a link? It's named after the nursery rhyme, Oranges and Lemons, the Bells of St. Clement's. And mm. it's um, super yummy. It's like a cream and tons of orange and lemon juice and zest. And you thicken it and then do it with some candied citrus zest on top and... Um, some raspberries that you sort that of macerate. Good. It's it's really good. It's actually really yummy. And there's a Jamie Oliver has a um, has a recipe for it that I actually am using a different guy's recipe. Anyway, it's well, a that, fun after that, dessert. I guess really head faking us with where to find the recipe. Well, I found it on Jamie <laughs> Oliver, but I actually switched and I did this. He's another British chef. I can't remember his name, but that recipes on the Wall Street Journal, so you can't actually access it unless you have the Wall Street oh, Journal. Yeah. So, anyway, the Jamie Oliver one is made slightly differently. You boil it longer. The other guys, you don't boil. Anyway, I don't know, but I'm just saying oranges, lemons, and cream. It's really good. I believe you. It's really like you. tart and sweet Also, and you have a huge black smudge on your cheek, and I've been I waiting do. to tell you. Oh, <laughs> Alright, well, have a good week. We'll be back. <sighs> I like that you saved the save that news for the end. Rachel. <laughs> well, nobody can good. see you. You were a minute ago the squinting out of one eye. <laughs> Rachel's like looking. She was clearly like lining up a spot on the windshield with something out. Yeah, in I the can't remember what it distance. was. Oh yes, there was a spot on the windshield that I was tracking the. Uh... She was like squinting with one eye shut. <laughs> it's a good thing you can't see us. I don't know. Goodbye, guys. God. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, but I said, guys, guys. Well, until we're next having time. trouble signing off. We're really signing we're really, off. Okay. I'm a 2009 graduate of New St. Andrews College, and I'm a commercial property manager. Three kids at Logos, one at home still, and I do flowers on the side out of our house. When you have these little people that you're responsible to shepherd, you realize, I need to know what I'm talking about because they need to have a firm foundation and they need deep roots so that they don't get blown over and that they're ready to stand up for the truth. I am a programmer. The language aspect of NSA is a fantastic preparation for any sort of programming. I'm a real estate broker here in town. I think absolutely the perfect um, education for being in sales of, of really any kind. I actually put it to a lot of great use when I was working in the political realm. I am a pastor in Central Coast, California. Whatever vocation you take, it'll make you take that seriously because you're seeing it through the lens of the sovereignty and lordship of Christ. To learn more, visit us online at nsa.edu.